Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number five of the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. I am your host, Gordon Light. Thank you guys so much for checking this out. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. And once again, thank you for swinging by. I appreciate it. Um, I do want to explain real quick what this is all about in case you're wondering. And um, it's, it's more than just a podcast. Okay, What I'm trying to do here with the Strength of Body and Mind podcast and the Strength of Body and Mind brand, because it is more than just a podcast, is, is basically start a movement. All right. I firmly believe that there's a mind-body connection between how we as people generate disciplines and how we generate um, habits and how we formulate our lifestyles and how we do that subconsciously, okay, that maps to a goal that we have in our head. Now, some people have a clearly defined goal, and so their actions and everything map to that very clearly and specifically, and others don't have a clearly defined goal, and because they don't, they don't have clear and concise actions and clear and concise habits and disciplines. And I do talk a lot about that in very specific episodes, but really, to, to make it a little bit clearer here, uh, there's an understanding, to me anyway, that the more we strengthen our minds and the more we identify with our vision, that that translates to the ability to build discipline and build habits through our actions that'll get us to that point. And what happens with that when you have a vision and you build those habits and you build those those disciplines and you actually map to them and your actions map to it and you achieve that objective, in this case I'm talking about fitness, so let's say you get that weight loss goal that you've been going for, or you make a step towards it, that feeds and fuels your mindset strength which then just turns right back around and feeds your ability to continue on with the physical actions that map to that goal even more so. So you take another step forward and then the pendulum just swings back the other way again and it you know, feeds your confidence, feeds your physical actions, feeds your confidence, feeds your physical... And all of a sudden, <laughs> some time passes and you're exactly where you saw yourself. You created that vision and that vision became something that you believed in and you created the actions and the habits to get you there and then you took small steps to get there which fed your belief in yourself and your confidence and so you kept taking more steps and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth now it sounds simple when i say it like that but it's widely misunderstood and it's widely understudied and i believe this because i lived it and i've seen other people live it and i'm trying to raise some awareness and some visibility on this because I know that it's real. So once again, guys, thank you so much for checking this out. Now today, episode five, I want to talk about working out at home. Uh, I have talked in the past about something I'm passionate about, which is weightlifting. I think that weightlifting is extremely important for most people. I really believe that. 
And that's a, there's a lot of stigma around that topic. There's a lot of reasons why people don't like weightlifting. I understand it and I'm empathetic to it. Some people like going to the gym. Some people hate going to the gym, whether they have uh, like a self-confidence thing going on or they just hate being around other people when they work out or they hate noise or whatever. They don't like driving. I get it hundred percent. Um, but I want to talk about working out at home. Okay, so you don't need to go to the gym to weightlift. But even if you're not interested in weightlifting, this podcast will bring value to you because I, I'm not talking about just weightlifting. I'm talking about just taking a step back and looking at weightlifting, or excuse me, <laughs> taking a step back and looking at exercise, looking at working out, period. And that doesn't have to be weightlifting. Okay, so again, I want to I wanna just jump back in one more time. Why people don't like going to a gym or... Or, or while or I'll actually reword it, why people like to work out at home. Because there is a big split of people who hate working out in gyms and people who hate working out at home. All right, it's if you start asking questions to people you know, you'll find that there is a, a massive disparity. Because I've done the data research around uh, pretty big populations, sample sizes of people, it's the truth. So anyway, the, the main reasons that I've seen, the main reasons that I have found, and I've heard from people are one, they think people think it's easier to work out at home than going to the gym. And some reasons for that is, again, they they don't like being around people. They don't want to go to the gym and wait for a bench or wait for a treadmill or wait for this or that. Uh, and I get it. That's, that's a real thing. There's also the whole schedule and the whole routine of having to get in your car, typically, right, uh, and drive to the gym go to the park and it could be 10, 15 minutes away. And so you have to change your clothes, go to the gym, drive to the gym. If it's snowing out, you got to deal with all that shit. If it's raining, whatever, uh, traffic, maybe, um, you get to the gym, you got to go check in, you got to go to the, the locker room, lock up your stuff. If you haven't changed, you have to change, you know, get your water or your protein or your, your BCAAs or whatever you've got for a drink or whatever. You go out and you do your workout, whatever it is. You do have to deal with other people. Uh, you may hate the music on the radio. You have to deal with bringing your headphones. There's a lot of moving parts to it. Um, so I understand it. And working out at home seems simple, right? Seems simple to most people. You can just go in your basement or go in whatever room you've dedicated as the uh, the fitness room, right? And you do your thing. Maybe you put on uh, a show or something and you hop on your stationary bike or your Stairmaster or your elliptical or whatever. And, you know, you crank out three or 400 calories in a half hour show or something like that. Uh, that's cool, you know, and that's one of the reasons why people like to do it. So I get it. Um, if you're still thinking about what might be better for you, if you're kind of new to this whole thing, it's, it's really, you just got to taste both. Um, there's going to be limitations to both too, Right. So that's something a lot of people don't think about is, you know, I want to work out at home. I think it's going to be easier. I'm not going to have the distractions. Maybe you don't have any kids, so you don't have any kids coming down and bothering you or whatever. <laughs> uh, or maybe you do, but you like that. Um, you know, it's it's whatever your preferences. But, you know, if you go to the gym, you have access to all the stuff. You have all the equipment that no one can actually have in their home. And then if you work out at home, you know, you probably only have a few things. Or if you don't have a gym in your home, but you're thinking about putting in like a home gym type thing, you know, you're not, not exactly sure what to get. You're not exactly sure what you're going to grow into in the future. So there's a lot of questions, a lot of unknowns, and it's just not as simple um, when you look at it from that perspective. So, uh, but that's that's one of the main things, right? 
people think it's easier than going to the gym. Um, you know, you just got to make your own decision. You got to try both. So two, flexibility in scheduling. Um, this is always something that comes up and it usually sounds like this. Well, you know, I, I can't get to the gym before they close or I can't get to the gym during, uh, I don't want to go to the gym during peak hours because it's too busy or I can't get to the gym before work and I hate, I because I have to get my kid on the bus or something, but I hate going to, to the gym after work, you know, stuff like that. It's always, there's a lot of scheduling type stuff in there. Um, and you know, a lot of gyms close at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. And if you have a full-time job and you get out at six and you have a, a kid that has, um, like I do, and I have to take my son to hockey practice, you know, then I got to go to the rink and I'm at the rink and sometimes I'm on the ice with them for a while. So by the time we get out of there, you know, it could be a little later on in the night, like after seven thirty, eight o'clock on a, a weeknight. And I, I mean, my gym closes at eight, so I wouldn't be able to get there. And I know a lot of other people share this same type of thing. Uh, so I get it. So flexibility and schedule, that's number two. And then number three is, and I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but it's, it's comfort. People feel more comfortable in their own environment. And they say that a lot. So those are the three things, really. It's, it, I've been told this, and, and just, you know, just think about this for a second. One, people think it's easier than going to the gym. Okay, all right, fine. Two, it allows for uh, working out at home allows for greater flexibility and schedule. So they're not as time rushed or time constrained or whatever. And then three, they are more comfortable, or at least they think they're going to be more comfortable. They don't have to worry about other people and have to wait in line for stuff. Um, and, and it's not even just waiting in line. There's, you know, they don't have to think of worry about people looking at them. You know, a lot of people have, and you might be one of these people. I was definitely one of these people, uh, you know, years ago and up until not that long ago, really, uh, that had like total self image and self confidence issues. And I didn't like, I, I kind of grunted through it a little bit, but, uh, I didn't like going to the gym and working out knowing that there was people behind me or, you know, to the side, kind of like watching me do my thing. It's like, you know, oh, I was worried more about like what my form looked like. And like, I was work worrying more about, um, looking what, like I knew what I was doing and less like an idiot than actually worrying about making sure I was doing the right thing for me. And I know I'm not alone there. I know plenty of men and women who experience that on a routine basis. So I get it. You know, there's, it's definitely more comfortable. The idea of working out at home is more comfortable. So I get it. Um, but there's this huge thing surrounding the whole work at home idea and home work at home concept. And that is that most people think you can't get a good workout at home. Uh, a lot of, like, uh, maybe not most, a lot of people think you can't get a good workout at home. Now, now why do they think that? It's pretty much because they were incapable of getting a good workout at home. I mean, most people, if you think about this for a second, most people would love to be able to work out at home. Just like most people would love to work from home if they have a job. You know, it's but honestly, it's more the idea of doing that than actually doing it. So, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people who say they'd rather work out at home, they know that they wouldn't ever actually be able to work out at home. No matter how amazing their at home gym was. 
they would never actually be able to do it because they would be there would be some like some distractions or they would find themselves doing something else at home not because they're distracted but because uh they just they reprioritize things a little bit reprioritize and deprioritize and working out would just be one of those things that kind of falls down a couple rungs on the priority ladder in place of other stuff at home or, you know, responsibilities or whatever. So, you know, so that, that's really why those people say those things. It's not because you can't actually get a good workout at home because you can, which is kind of the whole point of this podcast This is where I'm going. Okay. So really I'm going to use this point as a transition. So without a solid workout setup at home, and what I mean by that is with you don't need a squat rack, you don't need like dumbbells in every size up to 100 pounds, you don't need a leg press, you don't need Olympic bars and all this other stuff. Uh, without all that stuff, you can actually get a phenomenal workout at home. And you can do that for every part of your body, the whole thing. Um, my personal recommendation but only because I think that this type of approach works really, really well. That's not the only way, but it's the way that I personally um, have seen the most results, not just to myself, but others. I would recommend splitting it up a little bit rather than trying to do the same total body type of thing all at once. Um, But again, that's something that you have to taste and try, meaning, um, you know, I'm going to break this down in a little bit, but you know, there's, you can, you can take a a total home body workout. And when I say total, I mean, you do a workout for some period of time that hits the entire body, everything, head to toe, legs, arms, back, chest, abs, you know, everything. Um, or you can split it up a little bit. So one day you do one or two muscle groups. Another day you do another one or two muscle groups and you do that every day for your four five, six, seven, whatever your workout split is for that week. And you just kind of repeat that over and over again, week after week after week. Um, I prefer doing it that way, splitting it up. That lets you really focus on specific muscle groups for, uh, in some ways, longer periods of time in like little concentrated bursts. But I know other people who are extremely fit, very low body fat, very toned, uh, both in the the more, um, I'll say, aesthetics type of of um, domain where they have like, you know, they're really focused on like vascularity and, um, like muscle definition, symmetry, stuff like that, who do a lot of at home stuff. And then I know people who do a lot of at home stuff that are extremely fit and they're, you know, more like a, they have more like a fitness model type of look to them. So they're, you know, not quite in the bodybuilder type of physique, but they're not, um, but they're, they're certainly in very, very good shape and very fit and have a lot of muscle tone and, you know, uh, and, and what a lot of people consider like, you know, kind of like the ideal figure, right? So uh, it can definitely be done is my point. And that may not be your goal and that's cool, right? But, you know, if, if it is, then, you know, listen up, especially if you're a beginner and you're looking to lose weight and you're looking to build some muscle and you would love to do all this from home. I know there's a lot of you out there that would love to do all this from home. Um, there's three things, three pieces of equipment that you can use to do pretty much all of this. They're all inexpensive. And in my opinion, one of them is optional. 
It's recommended, but it's optional. All right, guys, so let's break this down, okay? The first thing that I think every person should have, and this goes for those who also go to the gym. For example, myself. I go to the gym. I like lifting weights. I don't really like Bowflex type machines or anything like that. I like actually lifting iron. Um, I've done it all at this point, and that's what I like. But I have one of these, and I use it often. And I think it's amazing, and I think everybody should have one. And that would be a resistance band set of varying resistance levels. Okay, uh, These are really easy to find on Amazon, or you can even go buy one at Target or uh, Walmart or something, or Dick's Sporting Goods or something like that. And what you're going to end up getting if you buy a kit, buy a set, buy a pack, whatever, is you're going to get four, five, six, I've even seen them as high as like eight and ten uh, resistance bands in one pack. Some of them have handles built to, uh, onto them, some of them don't. It doesn't really matter. Um, and the brand doesn't matter, definitely. But um, resistance bands are such an incredibly useful tool. And most people, especially people who lift weights a lot, um, and let's be honest, mostly dudes, uh, they they think resistance bands are bullshit and they don't really have a practical purpose. And, you know, it's really just comes down to lack of education, a little bit of ignorance, and it's not really their fault necessarily. They're just making a snap judgment. Um, but anyway, resistance bands are amazing. Now what you can do with those at home, which you, you know, you don't always get from working out. Here's the thing, lifting weights, like in the traditional sense, like I do going to the gym and doing a lot of like, I do a lot of bodybuilding exercises. I do a lot, a couple of powerlifting exercises on a routine basis, some CrossFit type stuff. Um, but I do them all on my own and, or with, you know, with friends, I don't go to like a CrossFit gym, like a box per se, but, uh, you know, that stuff all works your body in, um, really, really like concentrated, heavy type of like big muscle building ways. And, you know, even when you go to the gym and you do a little accessory work, like on very, very specific muscle groups, like forearms and stuff like that, uh, triceps, you know, it's, it, they get hit really well. Um, but there's something about taking a resistance band, a heavier resistance band, or even a lighter one, but, you know, taking a resistance band and setting it up in a way, um, where it's tied to something or wrapped around something that allows you to pull or push that resistance band uh, in repeated succession without lifting an actual object up against gravity. There's something about that resistance and that tension that works your arms or your body or your legs or whatever in a, in a different kind of way. There's a lot of like twitch muscle and supporting muscle uh, support assistance that happens that you don't get when you're lifting iron. And it's really, it's kind of a hard feeling to describe. It's difficult to describe, but there's a lot of just support stuff with tendons and um, you just don't get that when you're lifting iron. So I think every single person should use resistance bands. And if you are trying to set up a home gym or you're thinking about setting up a home gym or, or you're trying to do workouts from home, resistance bands are going to be the absolute like staple piece of that entire thing. 
It, it just is. They're amazing. What you can do with them is amazing. You can build muscle with them. You can tone with them. You can cut calories with them by with fat loss. You can basically do like an aerobic or a, a high intensity uh, type of workout with them to try and burn calories and burn fat. And it works ridiculously well. And they're so lightweight and they take up no space. And um, you can pack them up in a tiny little bag when you're done. Um, they're just awesome. So I think everyone should have one. They're cheap. So I, I don't really have enough good things to say about them. Resistance bands, get a set, you know, you probably spend like 30 bucks and you'll get a whole set with a bunch of different resistance levels. You can stack them up. If you want to make a super heavy set, you know, you can just like layer two or three of them together. If you want to do a really light set and a ton of reps, you can do that. Uh, just a million options. So, um, the second thing I think everybody should have is an ab wheel. And if you don't know what an ab wheel is, it is essentially one wheel and sticking out of the, the center point of the wheel in either direction is a handle. And so if you can imagine in your head, a wheel, like what you would see on a bike, only it's scaled down a lot. They're usually like six or eight inches in diameter. And there's like a little handle going through the very center point of the wheel. And what you do is you get down on your hands and knees and you grab the handle on either side of the wheel with your hands. And while you're on your knees, you just kind of lean forward and stretch your body out so that you're on your knees supporting on one side. And as you start to, to, to lean forward, the wheel, which you're now holding with the handle in the middle, uh, the wheel starts to rotate and move forward. And all of a sudden you find yourself laying down basically, except your, your belly never touches the ground. And then all you do is you contract your abs and bring your body back up. Um, if you are having trouble visualizing this, cause maybe I'm not describing it very well, which is, you know, very possible. <laughs> Just go Google ab wheel workout. Now there's a lot of, um, a lot of controversy or whatever, you know, they call it controversy, but some stigma around using the ab wheel. If you use it wrong for an extended period of time, like months, years, uh, you know, you can start to develop like some pain, soreness in your, in your lower back. Um, I think that's pretty easy to avoid. And I think most people figure out how to actually do an ab wheel rollout in like the first five seconds of using one. But, um, you know, just Google ab wheel exercise or ab wheel workout and you'll see what I'm talking about. This is like a $10 product and it also takes up like no room. It's very, very, very small physically. Um, so it's really easy to carry around. It's really easy to pack. It's really easy to hide when you're done. Uh, and you don't need anything else to use it. And you just need a small area, basically like the footprint of your body laying down on the ground is it's the only real space you need. So for most people, that's like, you know, six feet by like two or three feet, like that little tiny area. And what it allows you to do is just repeated reps of contracting your abs and then bringing them in, contracting your abs, bringing them in. And, uh, it's, it's kind of like a simulated plank, except you're not, you're not touching the ground with your arms. You're holding onto this wheel. So you're building stabilization in your arms and also your core has to continuously try to keep you balanced. It's amazing. And when I was first starting to develop visible abs, which was a big deal for me at the time. Um, the ab wheel was a huge part of that. Now <laughs> I happened to be using it at the gym because they had one and I didn't have one at the time. 
and I just started like taking the ab wheel around with me to every single exercise I was doing. And I would superset whatever I was doing, like bench press. I would finish my bench press and then hop on the ground and do my ab wheel for 20 set, 20 reps or whatever, and then hop back up and do more bench press, then hop back down and do 20 more reps of, of ab wheels. And it was awesome. And it, it honestly, it cuts you up way faster than most people think. Uh, it's an amazing exercise. It's, um, you know, it, it doesn't, you don't need any weird extra like special machines or, or anything like that. Um, it takes up no space and it's such a, it's such a concentrated exercise that targets like pretty much just the abs, a little bit of arms, a little bit of back, a little bit of shoulders, but mostly all core. So, uh, it's awesome. And it takes up no, again, takes up no space, super light, super inexpensive. You can do it at home. Um, it, it really doesn't take a lot of time, you know, like you can do them in bursts of 20 and a burst of 20 might take you 30 seconds, 30, 45 seconds. Uh, they're so much better than crunches. They're so much better than most like traditional ab exercises, like sit-ups or whatever. Uh, just, you're just way better off. I think everybody should have one ab wheel. Check it out. Item number three. Now this is optional, but if you are really interested in doing home workout stuff and you really don't want to go to a gym and you follow some people that are like really in shape, they do in, they do at home stuff. This is something that I can pretty much guarantee um, all those people probably have is a kettlebell. Okay, if you don't know what a kettlebell kettlebell is, it's a uh, it's a small weight. Um, it's actually like an actual physical like you know a weight, but it's not like a dumbbell. It's a small ball, looks like a scaled down bowling ball sort of. And then on the top of it, there's a handle to grab. And uh, that's it. That's all there is to it. Um, you don't buy them in sets. You usually just buy them individually. And they're amazing. What they let you do and what a lot of people do with them is then people are becoming extremely creative with these, by the way. But what you can do with them is different variations of overhead lifts, um, like curl type stuff, uh, tricep type movements shoulder and, you know, um, like shoulder, shoulder overhead press or lat raise type exercises or front, uh, delt raise exercises or upright row exercises, or even bent over, um, like bent over traditional rows, which is more of a back and bicep exercise, that kind of stuff, uh, laying down, pushing out away from the ground, uh, would be more like a chest exercise. You know, there's all different things you can do with it. Um, they, again, you usually buy them one at a time and you only really use one at a time, but there's so many uses for it that you can really use it to work every single part of your body. It's actually quite amazing. A lot of people get creative with doing different squat and lunge type of exercises, which is, you know, one of two of the, the staple movements for building up your legs and toning up your legs. And, um, and the other thing with, with doing that is that you know, your legs make up half your body, basically. So when you work out your legs, you are working out such a major muscle group or series of muscle groups that the fat burning that comes from that and the calorie burning and uh, the muscle building when that comes from working out your legs is substantial. And it, it really does hit you in ways that working out other muscle groups does not, which is pretty cool. But anyway kind of spinning off the rails a little bit. 
kettlebells. That's kind of item number three. Again, I think it's optional. You don't really need it when you're just getting started. Uh, I think you can do a ton of damage with the resistance bands and ab wheel. And when I say damage, I really mean like make a shitload of progress on your fitness um, with resistance bands and an ab wheel. But if you have that kettlebell as well, it's pretty limitless, honestly, what you can do and the, the type of shape you can get into. Now, what you won't be able to do at home uh, without lifting actual weights is build a lot of muscle mass. And I mean a lot of muscle mass. If you're interested in being a bodybuilder or a power lifter, obviously you can't power lift with resistance bands and kettlebells. Uh, but if you're interested in really having like big muscle mass and or maybe competing in the future on stage for an aesthetic competition or bodybuilding or something like that, posing, um, resistance bands, ab wheels, kettlebells, stuff like that are going to get you in phenomenal shape. You can lose a lot of weight. You can get really, really toned that way, but there's just not enough weight there to really, really build big muscle mass. Um, you know, but that's not really the goal of most people. Let's be honest. I mean, but the bodybuilding community is actually very small and people often like the idea of bodybuilding until they get into it and they realize just what the sacrifice is needed to, to actually stay in that world. And, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think most people just from people I've talked to and stuff, most people just want to be in really good shape and just kind of be, they want to be above average, but they don't want to be a competitive bodybuilder or something like that, but they want to be in really good shape. They want to be fit. They want to have abs or, you know, just some definition and be uh, not overweight, obviously, and just be really comfortable in their skin and confident with the way they look in all, um, from all perspectives, including, honestly, they want to look good naked and they want to feel like they look good naked. And that's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's totally human, totally normal. And so when it comes to building muscle mass, um, you know, that's, that's reserved for the people who actually like really, really know that that's what they want. Um, and so, you know, that's okay. That's okay. And, and, and honestly, the other thing too, is that you can get in phenomenal shape and when I say phenomenal shape, like you can actually get a legit six pack. You can get, um, you know, if you're, if you're a guy, you know, you may be into this. There's a, there's a primary vein that runs down the front of the bicep, uh, for most people. And some people it's kind of more on the inside. Some people it's more on the outside, but for most people it runs down the, the direct middle of the bicep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it sounds silly, honestly, but it's, it's true. Uh, a lot of people like that and they use that as an indication of how in shape they are. And a lot of people actually want, this is more of a dude thing too. They want that vein to show, or they want veins in their forearms to show just like they want abs. And so people have different things that they want. And if this sounds weird to you, I promise you there's hundreds of thousands and millions of people that have very specific things that they want. I've met people who want, they just, they've said to me personally, they want to have like certain types of definition on their hip bones or certain types of definition on their uh, lats, on their back. 
um, or certain types of definition and like, like muscle, um, striations and stuff showing on their shoulders, or they want certain vascularity in certain parts of their body. People have things that they want and that's okay. Everybody's different. Everybody's got their own thing. Just saying I want to be in shape is one thing, you know, and there's a lot of people who want just that, which really means they don't know exactly what they want. And then there's other people that have very specific stuff. Now I would argue that if you have a very specific vision of what you want to be, this goes back to the last episode, episode four, if you have a very specific vision down to those details, like I want to have vascular arms or I want to have, you know, this size triceps, or I want to have like, you know, strong, like quads that, you know, have like whatever diameter, like if you have those specific details, then you're going to be way more likely to actually map your actions and disciplines and habits to getting those. Just saying I want to be in shape and just saying, you know, some some bullshit thing that's arbitrary is good. It's a great starting point, but it's not good enough. It's typically not good enough. And that's why a lot of people fail. They say, I want to get in shape. What does that mean? I don't fucking know, but it, it's something like it's good enough. It's good to start, but it's not good enough. So have those specific goals, whatever they are. And for you, you know, it may not be all the stuff I just said about like, you know, I don't know, a hip bone definition or whatever, you know, it, it could be something else, but having those specific goals is going to be what sets your mindset to actually get them. I promise you 1000%. So when you are starting to figure out your at home workout, if you're going to follow that path, the other thing that you need to remember and in addition to mixing into resistance band work and the ab wheel type stuff and the kettlebell, if you have one, is regular calisthenics that anybody can do. They also cost nothing, which is amazing. And they take up very, very little space. And all of these things combined and getting very creative with how you incorporate them is going to be what sets apart your success from your lack of success. And some of those things would be, and uh, the list is actually pretty small of what you really need, but here's like a subset of things that if everybody did on a regular basis, in addition to what I talked about earlier, they would find themselves in far better shape and all of this stuff costs nothing. So uh, push-ups, crunches, planks, which is an ab exercise, core more than anything else. And yes, it absolutely works and rips up your abs way more than you can possibly imagine. Um, squats, jump squats, pistol squats, lunges, burpees. I mean, the list can be really, really long. You know, these are all things that you may or may not have heard of, but the incorporation of all those things is going to be substantial. Um, I'll break down real quick with some of that stuff. Basically, think about it like this. If you're not familiar with all these exercises or if, you know, if you're familiar with them but you don't really know what they do, just kind of remember this rule of thumb. If you're, the exercise you're performing is a pushing exercise where you are pushing something away from your body in the forward direction, away from your chest, like straight out, like your arms are straight out in front of you and you're pushing in that direction, that is is always going to be a chest workout first and also a tricep workout, which is the area on the back of your arms. And then there's a lot of supporting muscle groups that get hit by that as well, but those are the main two. 
um, if you are pushing something up over your head, away from your body, not out in front of you, but over your head, that is primarily a shoulder type of exercise. Like it's typically like an overhead press type of thing. And that's going to work your shoulders, mostly your delts and also your triceps and also your traps, which is the area to the, the sides of your neck and directly behind your neck. And then anything that's pulled towards you, a pulling exercise where you're pulling a weight towards you, like a row of some sort or a curl or something like that, that is going to be a back exercise and or a bicep exercise. And then obviously anything to do with your legs is going to be your legs. Now we can get into uh, later on what type of exercise would hit the front of your legs more like your quads, your quadriceps, and then what type of exercise would hit your hamstrings, which is the back of your legs, what type of exercise would hit your glutes, right, or your butt, uh, what type of exercises would hit your calves. So your legs have major muscle groups in them uh, that are all split up and different. You can isolate them and do all that. Um, but anyway, all those those rules of thumb apply here. So if you're doing something like a, uh, like a uh, push-up, a push-up is pushing your body away from the ground, but you're basically pushing weight away from you. So that's going to be primarily a chest and a tricep exercise, right? And, you know, if you do a squat in your house with no weight or you're holding a kettlebell or something, you know, that's going to be a squat. So it's going to be all your your leg muscle groups. They're pretty much all working together at that point. But it's, you know, if you're doing more of a front squat, it's going to be more of a, of a quad type of thing. If you're doing a back squat, it's going to be more of a hamstring thing. Um, and then how you stand when you do it, if you have a wide stance or a narrow stance, it's going to affect everything as well. It, it all can be tweaked and changed and reordered in a way that you hit the body in, in from different angles and different perspectives. And that will in turn affect your muscle groups in different ways and also shock them. Um, so, you know, there's so many ways you can get creative and here's really the punchline for the entire episode. I think at home workouts are phenomenal. I think they're extremely powerful. I think most people underutilize them. And I think if you're interested in starting an at home workout program, uh, or even just trying stuff on your own, not following a program, I think that's awesome. And I think you can do a ton of damage that way. I think you can get yourself in ridiculous shape that way. Um, you should also remember that, Diet is the key. Nutrition is key. That's going to govern everything, no matter how hard and how well you train at the gym or at home. The diet is going to be everything. But you can do so well at home with just those few things I mentioned and doing a ton of calisthenics and 30, 40 minutes a night to 60 minutes a night, you know, five to seven nights a week is going to get you in a state of fitness and health that is only matched by like the top 5% of people. Yeah, it's just the way it is. You know, if you actually focus on it and you actually do that, you can do it for free and you can, you know, or, or very little money and you can get yourself to a situation where you're basically in a, a higher level than all your peers and probably all your family and friends. And, uh, you know, those are always fun conversations to have, but it's totally doable. And I believe in you. And I know if you're interested in doing this and you're listening to this right now and you're thinking about it and you're, you know, starting to write stuff down, you're, you're really getting yourself amped up and pumped up and ready to go. I know you can fucking do it. So, um, you know, that's it. 
if you're planning on working out at home, that's all you gotta do is just get in there and work out at home. Just do it. Um, listen, if you got anything out of this podcast episode, and if you're one of those people I talked about that is interested in starting to work out at home, then I think you probably did get something out of this podcast episode because I'm trying to bring it and I've experienced a lot of this stuff. I've tested it. This isn't just stuff that I'm just spitting out without having any experience on. This is all real stuff that I have personally tried. And uh, if you got anything out of this, uh, all I ask is that you share it with somebody else who you think might also get something out of it. And I would also love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes. Just jump in there. If you have an iPhone, it takes like 30 seconds. Drop in there, leave me a review, whether you loved it, whether you hated it. Uh, hopefully you loved it. I'm trying to really help people who are uneducated or inexperienced in these areas to kind of figure out their path and get themselves into a state where they're just really kicking ass and improving their mental and physical strength and putting themselves in a position to win. So anyways, um, I really appreciate if you do that and I will catch you guys in the next episode. See ya. Thank you.